1: what's up everybody welcome to episode 33 of land parties presented by the las vegas review journal this episode is sponsored by bet online i am your host lucas Agan, and joining me as always is ryan smith ryan how is your weekend i think i know the answer because we got a special package
0: we did get a special package. Uh, again, we were able to, and I totally played last night. I'm not going to lie at all. I started, I kicked it off at midnight, and um, I, we were playing uh, Avengers. That early access is out. Uh, we also went through the uh, Mightiest of Earth uh box as well which came with all kinds of uh, really cool things the game is fun I'm enjoying it so far I plan on playing more tonight I was up to like three in the morning last night I am dog I am I am tired as a dog uh but it was a lot of fun like I'm enjoying it there's so much more uh you know to the story at least uh from what I've seen from from where we went because we played the beta here uh last week I'm I'm enjoying it. it it's a gorgeous game I'm having some fun with it I'm gonna be on that uh uh, here for a while. Other than that, I just folded some clothes and did some laundry, and you know what I mean just Just chilled out. What about yourself, man? How was your weekend, brother?
1: My weekend was good. I was waiting for this package to arrive all week. I was hoping it was going to come in sooner <laughs> so I could just unbox the darn thing. <laughs> but I'm glad it's there. The superhero fan in me is just ecstatic to have this game out and in the wild and being able to play some of these heroes. So that's always fun, and uh, I'm excited to for this week i need the weekend to get here i'm ready to just game and not have to worry about work for a couple days so i need the weekend
0: yeah no i hear you on that we also have a very special guest lucas you want to introduce our guests please
1: of course we are super excited to have the owner and lead developer and artist at team kill media with us and micah jones is joining us today micah thank you so much for stopping by today
2: uh no problem this is gonna be fun
1: I know that we're both really intrigued. Your guys' game, Quantum Error, had a big reveal and look at the gameplay during Gamescom. And we are so excited to get into that. But first, we've got a couple topics to chat about. Ryan, do you want to kick us off?
0: Uh yeah, obviously I just got to give uh I uh, got to give props and a shout out uh to the Dallas Empire. They secured the Call of Duty Championship this past weekend. Uh they end up taking on Phase uh Atlanta and they were able to secure the dub So I know it's been a very long season I feel like, these, like this season, I think it's like What, six or seven months uh, They last, we know that there's a bit of period Where, especially when we went Into the lockdowns and, and COVID Started ramping up they you know Everything kind of went to a standstill Here, but for them to be able to come Through, uh, they, they had a strong Performance throughout the entirety Of the season, uh, to be able to see Them get the dub, you know Get that championship, getting literally a a a thrown trophy, uh, very exciting for uh, the Dallas Empire. Congratulations
1: to them! Definitely, it was a pretty dominant victory too. Like that, I, I was surprised. That was a convincing win that they put on. So uh, you know what? Hey, if you get a peak, that's the time to do it. So that's that's a nice showing. Absolutely. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, Micah. Do you follow uh, the COD League at all?
0: Not
2: that. Well, so I've I've heard, I've seen, obviously, of it, and me and my brothers are huge Call of Duty fans, and uh, I think we've actually come into contact with a few of them, because we've gotten killed by some people uh, sporting their logos and stuff, unless it's just Mm -hmm. fans, but I haven't honestly paid attention to it much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. And I mean, again, too, I think this is part of that, uh, you know what I mean, as far as generating uh, uh, just that fan base and, and, and popularity, unless you are really invested, you know what I mean, in a character or or, or a person uh, within a team. I feel like, you know, having this season this long, it makes it kind of difficult to keep up with it. I guess uh, it it almost reminds me for me anyway, like baseball, the seasons are so long, like I just can't follow it. It's too long. You know what I mean? It's like I'll I'll, I'll come in when when playoffs happen, you know, but otherwise I don't really I'm just like "Mm -hmm." I'll catch a game here or there, but I'm not really like super invested. Um, and again, this is this is, you know, it's really about building that fan base for a team and, and you know, getting getting fans energized and and, uh, uh, you, you know, looking to root for their home teams or whatever. I, I, I'd kind of like to see them do something. And I know that they are, you know, trying to really make these events bigger and stuff like that. Obviously, it's been a lot more difficult that a lot of these are now taking place online. We're not in actual venues or anything like that. So, uh, you know, it definitely brings on a new challenge uh, for growing this league.
2: I would definitely like to watch some of it because it looks like they would kick my butt any day. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even beat my brothers. And the one time I did, they were like, how would you do that? (laughs) Spray and pray (laughs) Uh, LMG is my best friend
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly Yeah, Yeah, you know, Ryan, you make a good point And we've talked about this before It's how do you expand the popularity behind the core base of this game? And, you know, baseball is a good example. Uh, I always joke with my friends that I'll pay attention to baseball in September when the playoffs are going, at least in a normal season. And the rest of the regular season, I don't really watch that much just because it's so dang long that there's so much else to do that, you know, your attention is going to be 10 different ways and a seemingly meaningless match, you know, in the middle of – April when the championship's not going to be for another three, four, five months. It's hard to bring in that average fan or the uh, not hardcore fan. So this will be fascinating. You know, esports has put its foot forward in a big way through COVID. Now it's who can extend that beyond that. And whoever gets there first, I mean, that audience is going to be even more massive than the numbers we're seeing right now.
0: Yeah, I agree. And again, you know, again, this is a, another great opportunity uh, where everybody is really having to utilize the digital space uh, for them to be able to capture some of these people that they haven't been able to before. So we'll see how it shakes out. But I mean, ultimately, I just wanted to say huge congratulations to the Dallas Empire, getting the dub, winning the championship, GG's uh, to the team. Shifting gears a little bit. I, I don't know why this story makes me laugh. I know there's a few of you guys out here, uh, that listen. You guys recently were asking us about Madden 21. Uh, I think this story is, is, is not surprising, but Madden 21 has now come out to the lowest user rating scores on Metacritic. I've got the numbers here. Uh, for PS4, it is a 0. 0.4 uh Xbox is a 0.6 and and PC is a 1.4 PS4 has an aggregate score of 65 and then uh uh Xbox has an aggregate score of um of 69 uh, or I'm sorry not 69 uh yeah yeah 69 um this is not surprising in the least bit to me at all I feel like for years now Madden has not really EA hasn't had to do anything they've got a lot down on being able to use the actual NFL teams and whatnot right and I feel like each year we see them getting kind of lazier and lazier there this is really I mean really you're just paying $60 to be able to have an updated roster every year They're not doing anything with the mechanics. Uh, the community has, has, you know, for years now, uh, had complaints, valid complaints about, uh, some of the, just some of the technical issues with it. And they don't seem to be addressing this stuff at all. This is a problem, you know, when, when, when creators, publishers, whatever, uh, you know, they don't have to be innovative. They, they are not trying to step up their game because frankly, they don't have to. And people are still, uh, spending the money and, and they're getting the ducats. To be able to do that, you know, obviously, um, it, it's it's an issue, and I don't know, you know, this is not surprising that the fans responded and and they've gotten this low of a uh, of a rating for them at all. It, you know, it, I, I feel bad for Madden because I know I, I've got friends that that are heavy into and and very much enjoy uh, you know playing Madden either casually or competitively. To be able to, to do this, I mean, at what point in time do you just say, what's the point of getting the new game? It's the exact same thing from, I saw a, uh, on on uh, Twitter a side by side from, I think it was uh, Madden 17 to Madden 21. I'm like literally, it was the same touchdown dances, like the same, same movement. It. I was just like, oh, what are you guys doing? It's terrible. It's terrible. It's, terrible. it's not surprising.
1: You know it's funny because I do like Madden, but I'm one of those. I'll buy one version of it for the console generation, and I'll just keep playing that version of Madden until the new console comes out. <laughs> so that that's that's very much what I I am doing. Here's the one part that's surprising to me, though, is it seemed like for a long time that these sports series would get like eight review wise and like like they might not be reinventing the wheel but they were generally solid so i haven't really looked at a ton of the user scores but what is it is it just the fact that there wasn't there's there's nothing huge there's nothing changing from mechanics wise from this version to the last ones i mean i i think a lot of
0: it has to do with the fact that there were problems from uh madden 20 that still exist in Madden 21 and then of course we know about the uh the uh um them and 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 microtransactions. Microtransactions are huge in this, which is super unappealing uh to to most consumers I'd say. And you know, you've already paid a premium for this game and then you're going to tack on all these little extra things and I mean it almost becomes a pay to play uh situation within these games, within these sporting games. I know that FIFA is having the same issue who does fifa ea come on now buddy
1: come <laughs> on buddy so you know? i think it's safe to say ea's got everyone's favorite company on lockdown this year <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly exactly it's disappointing it's disappointing man it, it, it really is Micah, what have you uh uh do you ever when's the last time you played a madden
2: Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, we have a few of them. They're definitely older ones. And I can recall playing it with my family, whichever version it was. It wasn't on this generation. Um, mm-hmm. I will. I mean, I liked them. I, I'm not the hugest sports fan. I, I my sport in life was golf. So I liked a lot of the, like the Tiger Woods games and stuff. Uh, yeah. But I've seen kind of like I agree with like everything y'all have said, like I've seen the same kind of stuff from the people I follow. It's like, they're the same game over and over. Um, I I have extreme issues with microtransactions. Like I'm okay with it in free games. I get it. That's how they make their money. But when you pay full price for a game, and you want that, uh, I I'm not a fan of that. I, I'm really against that. And so I, I don't know. Like I for a new football game, I would expect especially with the way technology is to see vast improvements and i've never seen that from the last several versions
0: yeah, it is literally the same game reskin. Yeah, yeah. It is an update. You are paying for a sixty dollar update uh, to the game. That that I mean, it's just really disappointing. And and the fact that you know, I mean, again, EA was. And it is, I mean, it is a huge company, but like I remember growing up, it was such a you know that that uh, EA it's in the it's in the in the sports in whatever the it game. is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's in the game. Yeah, you know what I mean. That, that was a good thing when you heard that. Now, now it's just like. Ugh. I almost wonder
2: if, like the like the free game type of like business model, would be good for the sports games, like Fortnite or something. If they did that business model, that might
0: work. That would be interesting. Whether EA would choose to do that, I I ain't holding my breath. <laughs> but, they don't
2: want to give up that sixty dollars price tag.
0: Yeah, exactly. They're like, look, listen. They are already paying for this and the microtransactions. We're gonna continue doing this, you know. Again, they've always had an issue issue with with especially within their community and stuff like that too. Uh, if, if I don't know if either one of you guys played uh, Battlefront Two, there's a problem before that. That I mean, while it was in beta, there is an issue about the microtransactions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, come on, like they do not care.
2: Let's just say my brothers have tried to get me to play that game, and I still refuse to play it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: stubborn. I can't help it.
0: Understandable. I get it. I get it. I mean, it really rub people the wrong way uh, when you've got a company that it just doesn't seem like they're really trying. You know what I mean? It, it feels no. like they're just doing the bare minimum and then, you know, slapping a hefty price tag on it.
2: But see, like even the new like Star Wars movies are kind of like that. Like The Force Awakens was good. And then after that, it's like it dove off the cliff. And I Mm -hmm. don't understand.
1: We've seen them largely waste the Star Wars license that they have. And now we're seeing them mess up Madden, which seems like, how do you mess up Madden? Like, I just, I don't know. It's weird to me. Like, like the, the it's it should not be that hard to create a successful Madden. And I get that you're never going to push the envelope because it's an annual series and they're just not going to do that. But my goodness, how do you put out a product that's this bad, apparently? Like, I don't know. It's sad. It's, it's sad. It's frustrating. And um, I had I know somebody that was thinking of buying Madden. Now I'm going to just rush and be like, please don't. But, you know, that's the
0: thing, though. I, I, I still feel like there's still going to be people that 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 still purchase it. And when I even though it's gotten low ratings, I feel like I mean, I, I, and and I'm one, too, that doesn't I don't just go off of like reviews because like I, I feel like there's a lot of people that, you know, things can tank, but I'll absolutely love a game or a movie or something like that. So it's like for me, it's really just like however I take it, I, I take other people's opinions uh, with a grain of salt. When it comes to things like that, because something that may not be for somebody else, uh, you know, I could absolutely love it. It's really in the in the eye of the beholder. But uh, yeah, I mean, this, though, is like, you know, it, it's it's tough to even be able to like, I'm, I'm going to look at you sideways if you tell me you like this, because what they're doing is is just lazy. I, I feel like lazy work and and, you know, I feel like there's a lot more that you can do with this with this game and and there's not really anyone challenging them to do better, I guess. And I, I think that's probably the most disappointing part. Because if they're doing that on this, uh they're gonna do it on their other IPs, right? And they're gonna continue to do that. As long as they're getting the money, they're seeing the profits, they will stick to a model that's like this as opposed to trying to bring their consumers something new, something fresh, something that they can get excited about.
1: Yeah, you know, way back when, when you had the dueling football games with, uh, I think, was ESPN, they call it 2K, whatever, the series, um, you know, you at least had that kind of competition. And so... You know, originally, I remember when EA got the exclusive rights to use the NFL, that was the one big worry that we all had was, you know, what happens when you don't have that competition pushing you? And to be fair, you know, EA, NBA Live is the the vastly inferior NBA game to the 2K series, and they have never really caught up. So I guess if you in, in a sport where there is competition, if they're not trying to push the boundaries, I guess, why would they when they don't have the competition?
0: exactly dude and I gotta say I used to love NBA live I used to love it uh and then it just got bad it just got bad and 2K was able to step in and like hey we can also offer you a great basketball experience or a great video game experience uh you know and and because of that we were able to switch say like all right Bye bye, NBA Live. I'm switching over to 2K now. This is a way better experience. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how it, uh, how it plays out. Uh, again, I know it's something that, uh, there, there are people that are excited about it and whatnot. So we'll see how it plays out. Hopefully they're able to make some improvements, uh, where, where, you know, fans are finding issues within the game and and they're able to give uh give them something that they're that they're happy to play and i know there's a competitive uh, uh series with that as well so we were thinking about you know peeping in there and 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 taking a look and seeing what that's all about so i don't know we'll see what ea does it doesn't surprise me though um <laughs> i i think let's uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back to jibber jab
1: with micah yep let's do it Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your local favorite restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Sundays, Sundays, Sundays are coming back in the NFL. With NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live, out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels means you'll never miss your favorite teams or favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code BLUEWIRE. And welcome back. Thanks for listening to those short messages. And we're excited to get into this game with Micah. And for people who are unfamiliar with this game, just give us the pitch here. What What is Quantum Error? Um,
2: so on a basic sense, um, it's a first-person shooter But it's along the lines of uh, something you would see like Doom 3 or or like Dead Space. And so it's a lot darker, slower paced. Um, The core of like the, I would say, the enemies and like the stuff that's happening later throughout the game is cosmic based. So there's going to be some of those vibes of like uh, what my mom said a lot is like stranger things. Uh, People said control um, very much along those lines. Um, But you play as a firefighter, uh, which is based on our dad. He's a firefighter his whole career, and now he's just a paramedic. But um, the initial idea to put a firefighter in that role, it was like, well, okay, so we can make a first-person shooter, but how do we make it cool and unique and different so that it's not just playing the same game over and over again like everything else? So turning firefighting skills into mechanics alongside the first person shooting, because you take that character and you put him in a really bad situation, is just it's turning out to be quite amazing because everything like um the thermal camera, for example, people've seen, that's based on a tool that um firefighters use to find hotspots, but it can be used for a lot of other things, which kind of harkens back to like alien isolations like camera radar type thing. So First person shooter, but in a cosmic horror world of like super corporations and America who's like taken over the world and you're playing as a normal guy who has to deal with all these bad things.
1: Yeah, it sounds intriguing. It looks amazing. I mean, the the mood that those trailers set really, I think, struck a chord with me. Why was it important for you to bring in firefight? I know that your dad was a firefighter. So why did you want to... um use that kind of as your, your frame of reference into this game.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, the first part, obviously our dad, second part, uh, the mechanics made sense, but also like in real life, like heroes are like, you know, firefighters, police, doctors, stuff like that. So like doom, you know, the typical Marine military, like there's been a lot of stuff in military call of duty and things like that. But to choose someone who, Normally wouldn't be there in that situation, but has the skills to survive that situation. Uh, It's just it's such a unique take on it all, not to mention firefighters and and those kind of frontline people. Their whole goal is to save people. So it's it's more focused on that um, desire to save lives and and get out alive instead of just let's blow and kill everything up.
1: How much of your dad is in this character? <laughs> um, so that main
2: character um, is based on him. So he looks a lot like him. So the the main character is basically like my, our dad immortalized in a video game.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Actually funny uh, thing. The crazy scientist with the, like the weird hair that kind of looks like he's from back to the future. That, is based on my brother Noah who is the other main developer as a old crazy man.
0: <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> tell me I mean tell us a little bit about that. How did you guys end up especially, you know, uh the fact that you guys are family and you guys are now being able to to create video games together. Like what is what is that like? Um
2: so um I guess brief history is um I've been an artist my whole life but the main thing I did was photography. So like me and my whole family, like we did that on the side as it while everything else we did and uh, a lot of what I shot was weddings. Um, I had a very super dark art style. And if anybody wants to like dig through my Facebook, you can kind of see the stuff I did with that. Um, the dark art style was really good. People really loved it. Um, but that kind of field of work, I don't know, it, it got to the point where it was kind of over with. We didn't really want to do it anymore, but through that and some other ventures with music videos and filming and different things um, like I've acquired the skill set of so many different things that we came to a point, it was actually 2016 where one of my brothers made the comedies like, you know, we could make a video game and in the past I had thought about it, but there was no real, ease of like acquiring like engines and things. So when he said that I go and I look and discovered the unreal engine could just be downloaded and used up until, you know, you sell a certain amount. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And we basically just decided to do it. And I think that night we brainstormed and came up with the idea that turned into our first game Kings of Lorne, which, uh, let's see. I developed mostly by myself for about three and a half years. Um, and my brother Noah started to help with it about a year, um, the, like the last year of development. And we only had one computer. So really only one of us could work on it, but the other one would sit and give feedback and test. So like I would program something, do something, he would test it. We keep going through it and going through it. And um we, finally released that game, uh, February, 2020 on PlayStation. It has made enough money to propel us towards, uh, developing this new quantum error game and, uh, able to support it a little bit more financially because, uh, Kings of Lorne was made on a budget of like nothing, <laughs> like absolutely nothing. <laughs> and so quantum error currently has a little bit of a budget, not, not even so, not very much, but, even, you know, the, the biggest thing we got out of Kings of Lorne is that was kind of our learning game. Like with everything I've done in my whole life, I had never developed a game. So that was the first, you know, attempt at it. And now, like, we just have a much bigger grasp on what we're doing. And so stuff is developed faster, more efficient. Um, haven't come across a single bug to this day in Quantum air. <laughs> Knock on wood, right?
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I've got plenty of wood around me too. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that's that's kind of the the short version of the story. Um, we've always like done things as a family, and this is pretty much no different.
1: What was the one biggest thing you learned from Kings of Lorne that's helped you guys the most as you guys have been developing Quantum?
2: Oh gosh, um, so there's a lot of things that we learned through that. Um, not only on the development, but like like feedback from people who played it as, fa- and as well as people who played it early. Because originally it was just called Lorne. Then we changed it to Kings of Lorne because there was a musical artist named Lorne. We didn't know that at the time because I'm a metal head, so the electronic music wasn't on my radar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, that game, there's a lot that I think I'm I'm super proud of it. And there's a lot of things that I I like to this day, I'll I'll never like not like anything about it, but there's definitely things that could be done better, could have been done better. Um, There's things I had to program at the last second that uh, through the whole development, I didn't know like the proper way. So then I had to redo it. And so I, I would say like the educational aspect of that, Um, But then like, you know, feedback from people like, you know, I think when my brother jumped in to help with that game, our movement was super clunky and we threw the whole thing away as far as the movement system went and redid it to get a much smoother feeling. And that was, that was a very good thing because if people had gotten their hands on the clunky character they would have been like what is this <laughs> <laughs> um now afterwards now after release the one thing i've come to the conclusion and i could be wrong about this is you know the it the game is kind of like hexen kind of like those older medieval games kind of like skyrim but without the big open world um mm-hmm. but i think now after words if Kings of Lorne had been a Souls like type game, third person action adventure type thing. I think third person is probably better fit for what it is.
1: Interesting. You know, as we look ahead to Quantum here, you know, developing for both the PS4 and PS5 cannot be a simple task. What went in your decision to do for both? And was there ever the thought to just? Start focusing on the PS5 instead of trying doing both?
2: Um, Yeah, so when we started with this one, uh, the main goal was um, next generation, um, mainly PS5. And the reason we say that is because we're comfortable with the PlayStation. Um, We didn't release Kings of Lorne on the Xbox because we got it running and it was running, but for some weird reason, cutscenes in the game um, would not run at an acceptable um, quality don't know why that was um it could be that you know inexperience experience of the platform or it could be that something about the game's visuals wasn't computing well i you know i don't know but with the playstation platform and the support from playstation when it came to debugging things um it's always been super helpful and super easy to grasp so we kind of went forward with that now overall with developing a game like, up until the last point, almost all of it's done in engine on PC. So, like, w- we develop everything with in mind, like, how it's going to run on all that, like, optimizing-wise. So, nothing is ever done, like, like you know, develop it all and then worry about that later. It's done during the entire process. So, if something doesn't work right, we stop figure out what it is, fix it, and then continue. But overall, I mean, like the the PlayStation platform, Xbox platform, PC platform, the, the initial part of the development is very much the same. Like you get the game done, you get it made. And then once you start actually exporting it out and testing it on those platforms, that's that process is super different because PlayStation has one format, Xbox has a different format, And as funny as it is, PlayStation 4 and PC share a more identical format in export than the Xbox One does.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
2: Yeah, it's a totally different file format. And so, yeah, it's, it's really weird.
0: That's crazy. What was it? What was your I mean, what was the feeling, though, having having uh, quantum error, you know, announced during GamesCon, Con, uh, you know, to go from you guys just having to say, hey, why don't we make a video game uh, to to it being where it's at now? What, what is what is that feeling? What How did that feel?
2: Um,
0: Fantastic
2: and overwhelming. <laughs> I I honestly can't keep up and it's so hard to keep up with all the social media and the emails we're getting. And so I like, I try to like say something or like, and comment to everything I can, but somebody still gets missed no matter what I do. Um, But like, as as far as the people go, like, you know, quantum air, we released the trailer, the first trailer. um, Gosh, it was beginning this year. It was pretty early. It was, it was not too long after we released Kings of Lorne actually, because we actually had that trailer made and sitting in reserve waiting for the right time and then that got a bunch of attention and the playstation magazine approached us we ended up in that did multiple interviews um through multiple playstation magazines he introduced us to the future game show uh people we got into that that led to then uh jeff keely and gamescom and yeah it's just like one thing after another just led to all these awesome people giving us opportunities that we haven't gotten before and we're unbelievably happy for.
1: What is that process like when you're pitching this game or you're showing the game to, you know, Jeff and whatnot, what what has to be done for him to then sign off on, on uh, the trailer? Um, <laughs> um, with
2: him as, I mean, as much as I guess I can say about it, it was pretty easy. (laughs) He came to us and basically asked if, uh, you know, what our plans were. And at the time we were talking with someone about uh, whether we could or couldn't show certain things and how that was going to go. And then um, it was kind of like, okay, we can show some more, um, you know, what's up. And he said, you want to do something in gamescom? And I was like, yeah <laughs> I mean it was, pretty much, it was pretty much like that and then he expect you know he wanted to see some cool you know some footage or some material and we got a uh, very rough like gameplay video together so like the the video everybody's seen that six minute video is actually broken down from like a 11 12 minute long gameplay that so we had to chop it down quite a bit and then he wanted a 90 second trailer so we made the trailer then made that and then had both events you know, just a few days ago, really. And yeah, it's been more easy than it would seem, I guess.
1: (laughs) Well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. You know, does it change your guys' thinking when, you know, before you guys are new, you're making a game, um, you know, you're learning things as you're going, but now you have bigger audiences. There's going to be more expectations, you know, the excitement as excitement rises. So do people's expectations. So does that change how you guys are approaching the rest of development or how do you deal with, with those kinds of uh, feelings developing? Um, I wouldn't say so. It does change things, but it doesn't at the
2: same time. So like I'm, I'm extremely determined to give people a video game that is fun and is good. Like, it's not like, there's no motives behind, you know, oh, let's get rich quick kind of stuff. There's no motives behind, you know, trying to slap it together and get it out. It's, it's about making a story in a game that is good and fun to play. And I would say people's expectations and seeing the way people react to things pushes us And makes us even more excited because we can't wait for people to be able to play it. And so then it it becomes, I guess, this like, you know, excitement of wanting to impress the people who are going to buy the game. Because ultimately that's the whole point is that we're making a game for people to play.
1: You know, and it's interesting because the horror genre as a whole... I think is one of the toughest ones to be effective at. Cause there's not a lot of middle ground. It's either creepy or almost becomes unintentionally funny. I mean, we see that with movies and whatnot too, right? <laughs> right? You so what is the key to cracking that code and making that kind of creepy experience that you're going for? Um, so with us, I think what it is. So
2: kind of what you said is like, there's, there's some horror games that are just, cheesy there's some that it's just like about jump scares there's some that are really good but then like there's some that are really good but then there's like it's kind of like a walking simulator um, the thing I've always felt with stuff that's creepy is that you it, you have to build like it's it's all about the atmosphere so like the atmosphere needs to be believed like what's going on like in our our footage for example that that's a part of the facility that's unlocked or it's gone on lockdown and they are doing research on black holes and so stuff is coming into their reality or mutating people who worked there and so that's like like those first the only well the only enemies people have seen so far is like our base enemy it's like the imp of our game and there's so far more than that but the whole reason they are human looking but so disfigured is because when something is human but it's off it's just I don't know it's extra creepy it's kind of like why they put so many children in horror games and stuff. <laughs> but then like I know another thing with uh horror games is like usually people say like oh well if you can kill everything then it's not scary because you're powerful. So then there's there's like a balancing act to that because you can be able to defeat them and it still be creepy it's just a matter of the enemies being bigger and stronger than you. Like one of the things I always go back to is doom 64, that game's atmosphere and the enemies, one of the, I don't remember what it was. It was the developers or someone who said that they put the camera in the chest of the player to make all the enemies taller than you so that it would always look like they're like looming over you and give you that I'm small feeling. And that always sticks with me with everything.
0: Yeah. I love the fact too, that, uh, that this does take place in space. Uh, I'm a huge junkie for, for, uh, uh, you know, anything that's really, kind of takes us off of earth and, and starts exploring different areas and different things. Uh, this is more appealing to me based on the fact that I know that I can at least kill the things that are freaking me out. <laughs> that has all been all wh- one of my issues with horror games. And this is just me. It's the fact that like, they'll give you a flashlight or something like that. It's like, what am I going to do with a flashlight? dude? <laughs> Like, I can't do it. I can't do it. So the fact that there's, you know, that it does kind of have that, like almost that doom or, or dead space kind of feel to it. Uh, You know, I, I think this is dope.
2: Yeah. It's like, you can defend yourself, but what you're defending yourself against is a lot more powerful than you are. And actually a quick note. Um, So you said in space, so the game does take place in space in some parts but it also takes so the so it starts on Earth, and from there, I don't know in what order yet some of this is going to happen. But there's going to be space stations. There's going to be other planets, other dimensions, um, cities. There there's there's a lot of different environments, and we've barely shown it because well. You got to keep something secret.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, is this something that you guys are going to build upon, or when, when, when it's time for release, is it going to be? Hey, here it is. Here's the full game. Or do you guys have uh, plans to kind of expand on it at a later time? Um.
2: So off the bat, um, my brother Dakota, who's writing the story, it's planned to be a trilogy. So, what's actually funny about that too is that the Um, the second game was actually a lot of my original thoughts, what's going to take place in that. And then we kind of started making the first game. So we have kind of a rough idea of how the second game is going to take, like what's going to be going on and how things are after the fact. And then this one's being built to lead up to that. The third game, um, we'll see where my brother's uh, crazy mind takes it. (laughs) he's very inspired by the cthulhu slash uh gosh i don't even know what to call it it's like all this super duper cosmic horror stuff and so then i get into it and i start helping with it and yeah it's it's turning into some craziness
1: you know i know that you guys have said 2021 do we have a a little more exact time frame that you want to share just amongst friends (laughs) (laughs) um
2: so roughly um I say twenty twenty one because I don't know because pretty soon with the development we're gonna get a really big chunk of things done. Um, we're actually pretty soon probably gonna start showing off like uh, nice little renders of the characters because we have a pretty decent cast of characters in the game. Um, debating whether I'm gonna show one of the female characters first or the fire chief because I really like the fire chief, <laughs> um, but the. The plan, the plan is 2021. The plan is probably later 2021, um, realistically. But again, it's going to depend on how the development goes. Because either we're about to hit a point where there's going to be a lot done. It's going to be like, okay, this is, this is actually going to get done. Or it's going to be like, okay, no, nah, this is going to require a little more.
1: That makes sense. You know, <laughs> as you kind of look ahead now, what... I know that you're you're still knee deep in this game, but what's your guys' plans as a as a company here for the future? Like where do you guys see yourselves five, ten years down the road? Um, so
2: my my goal, and uh I think my brothers are starting to warm up to it besides their uh devoted love to certain other companies. <laughs> uh my my goal would be one of the best, period. Um, to be um somebody made the comment once called us the next uh Oh, what's that company? Uh, Naughty Dog. Sorry, I'm having a uh, brain. <laughs> Somebody called <laughs> us, Naughty Dog, and I was like, "I will take that." Um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, the goal is to make this game have this. I mean, this to me is going to be the game that like propels us into being a more prominent figure in the industry, and then from uh, hopefully with what this one is going to accomplish is we need to get voice actors and motion capture stuff so that we can really dive into the story the way we want to. And then from that point on, after this game releases, we'll have a bigger like empire of people to work on stuff and get things done. And because if we can get this kind of stuff done with just mainly two of us and eventually all four of us working as, you know, equally, um, having a team of people, I would be, I I would like to
1: see how much we can get done. Are there other types of games that you want to tackle in the future, like different genres? Um, Yeah, actually we
2: do have another concept that um, who knows when uh, something will be worked on it. Um, It will end up being something that is along the lines of a much brighter, happier type game, (laughs) Not, not the, creepy horror stuff. So, you know, the, eventually we'd like to do a sequel to Kings of Lorne, but we'll see when that happens. Um, I've got ideas for a, a game that I wrote a story to long ago that would be probably an RPG of some sort. Um, and then obviously this game is being a trilogy. And then the other more bright, happy game that I'm actually hoping my little brothers will help come up with things for so that it can be kind of like a, I don't know, a game for a younger audience made by a younger audience conceptually. It'll be kind of similar to like a legend of Zelda kind of thing, but um, I won't go into details about that because the concept is uh, uh, too neat.
0: (laughs) Do you have any plans for uh, like VR support or anything? I feel like this would be really cool in VR um we've been asked
2: about that uh we, we were asked about that with kings of lorne as well and now with this one um to be honest i have no idea how to develop for vr i I'm, I'm sure it wouldn't be that hard to figure out with the right equipment um i've actually never tried anything in vr which i feel like i am just missing out on life <laughs> 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 my brothers have tried it and they're like it's amazing and yeah, you know, I, I could totally see, because I know Re- Resident Evil 7 had a VR mode and I watched someone play a little bit of it since I don't own any of the stuff to actually play it. And I don't know if I could handle that. <laughs> 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 I
1: would love to do
2: it though. To, to develop it would be really cool, but we, we'll we have to wait for a day when we have the time to really like try that and see how that works.
1: You know, if, if I could ask... Um... Kind of tie into what you were talking about at the beginning, when you guys decided to make the main protagonist a firefighter and, you know, with all the personal connections with that that came with your dad being a firefighter, what was that moment like when you guys revealed that? And like what I mean, what does that mean personally to see? that you know see your father you said the likeness is like him too to see him there and and get to be the the hero of your game here
2: um it it's hard to describe it's pretty cool because like our whole life like we you know as little kids we grew up being able to go to the fire departments and stuff and actually the first time i got to play the doom game the original one was at a fire department with my dad and his partners and stuff and uh I don't know. Firefighters, that's just, I don't know. That's like the most, I don't know, like here, American hero figure you can, I mean, there's obviously a multitude of them, you know, police, firefighters, military, like that's like the superheroes of real life, basically. So, and especially like my dad's done everything his whole life to, you know, make sure that, you know, we're taken care of and his family's taken care of and, you know, everything and, So in a way, like he's a hero in real life and he's saved so many people in his life as well. Like some of the things that he's had to go through and the calls he's been to, I mean, I I wouldn't be able to do it. I could not handle seeing people in pain and suffering, but those guys can. And so... I think, especially with with having a video game and having a protagonist who's going to be that character, we've had many firefighters actually uh, on social media to comment and they're like, you know, this is so cool that, you know, the the, the character is a firefighter and I'm a firefighter and I can't wait. And um, oh, there's there's been so many cool things said by people. And I, I can't remember them all because I get too much information every day, but yeah, we're we're excited. There, there's a lot of cool things. Also, we have planned to like honor firefighters later on once we're closer to release, and we're we're super excited about it.
1: Did he know, or did you surprise it on him that that he was a part of this game? You know, that's hard to remember. Actually, <laughs> I mean, he's he- he's been heavily involved in the
2: like ideas of the mechanics and like explaining how some of them work and all that because the original like concept of the game was based on mixing someone from real life who wasn't like this super soldier type thing with a scenario where i don't know if y'all have heard of like the the CERN like corporation and stuff where they're like doing the particle accelerators in Europe trying to like find the guy. yeah goggles. i know you're so yeah. like th- there's a lot of weird stuff with them you know, conspiracy of opening different dimensions and things. And so it was kind of like, that was kind of the initial like idea. It's like, you know, that kind of freaky corporation stuff mixed with someone ending up in that scenario. And then it kind of trickled into like, well, why not a firefighter? Why not put him in that scenario? And then with my dad being one his whole career and then being able to pull from the information he has about being a firefighter, And then translating that to mechanics, it's pretty crazy. Like, our uh, little demo only shows the Halligan bar prying open a door, the uh, Jaws of Life opening up an elevator door, and a uh, fire extinguisher. But we've got, like, a whole system for putting... Like, if you can find the uh, access to it, there's a system that can put out all the fires on the entire level. There's... Um, doors that can explode if you open them without checking them because they will have a backdraft effect. Um, There is a switch you can find to vent those rooms before you open them. Otherwise, they'll explode and kill you. Um, We actually have a fire hose in the game that, as of right now, because the programming is not finished, you can actually kill enemies with. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to do that, obviously, but right now that's how it works. Um, we're going to have another mechanic nobody's even heard of yet is, and this is common amongst firefighters, obviously is we're going to have times where there's NPCs that you can save. And so there'll be a mechanic where you need to find them, locate them, and then grab them and drag them to safety. And then there will be, you know, certain outcomes in the game, depending on, you know, did you save them? Did you not save them? You know, did you let them die? Um, Did you kill them? You know, did, did you, you know, all those kind of choices. And so everything we can do, Firefighter will be in it as a result.
0: I love that. I love the fact that it is, it is a character again that a lot of people can relate to. Uh, you know, everybody, n- you know, knows and, and at least is, is familiar with some of those mechanics and things that firefighters have to go through. Uh, so be, so be able to take that and then put it in this unbelievable story where, you know, we're, we're traveling around and, and it's scary too. And, and this and that. I, I think it's a really, really cool concept. I'm super excited. I am absolutely going to play this game.
2: <laughs> yeah i mean it was it was kind of like you know with like super mario games they always choose a unique concept to base the whole game on well first person shooter firefighter that's the unique concept and if everything's based on that yeah it's 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 mind-blowing some of the cool stuff you can do
1: very nice i i'm right there with ryan here i am excited for this i'm excited to see it develop and i hope you're wrong i hope it comes out earlier in 2021 because i i, I want to play it <laughs>
2: I mean, if I, I guess if I drink enough, like, energy drinks, you know, maybe.
0: <laughs> Man, no, don't get that burnout. The burnout is real. Take the time. Do – you know what I mean? Exactly like you were saying, you know, this is about – developing a game that people are going to enjoy. Uh, and I'm always a firm believer in that too. You know, it's like, I know it can get frustrating or sometimes you just want something to come out, but uh, it's so quick to be like, oh, you know, and then people tear it down. It's like, I've got no problem with people taking their time and and developing something that that everybody or, or most people are going to enjoy. And it's a new, unique experience and story. This is super exciting. Oh yeah, I, I agree 100%. Uh, Micah, tell us, where can we go and find you guys? Uh, Where can we find uh, how to, uh, is there, is this, uh, uh, well, obviously it's still in development and whatnot. Point us to your socials. Where can we talk more with you?
2: So let's see, our Twitter, which is where probably I spend most of my attention because it's got the most on it. uh, That one is quantum underscore error. The website is quantum-error.com. Uh, I think the Facebook's just Quantum Error. And uh, I believe the Instagram is also also just Quantum Error. So pretty much all the name uh with underscore dash. Um there's also the Twitter for Team Kill Media, which is just at TeamKill Media. But um we post mainly to Twitter, and then uh, the website gets updated every time there's something big. And we're gonna try to be posting something every week, especially on like probably Saturdays, because Unreal does their uh, screenshot Saturday So we're gonna we're gonna try to give people little tidbits a little more often than we have so yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, again, Micah, we appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, much love to you. We can't wait to play this game. Uh, best of luck on the rest of the development. Uh, we will definitely be keeping our eyes on it. And that is going to do it for us today here at Lamb parties. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm going to ask you anyway, Lucas. I'm pretty sure I know the answer. But what do you got going on this weekend?
1: <laughs> Wait, you know what? This is gonna be a shocker. I'm gonna play some Avengers, and that is all I'm gonna do. And before we go, Ryan, I think uh, I'm just gonna say this: I can't say anything that hasn't been said about uh Chadwick Boseman. But man, what an impact he had on so many people! What a guy! What what an amazing person! What an amazing actor! And uh, I just didn't want us to let this episode pass without saying that. And Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Just just a a tragic loss that can we just be done with 2020 in that regard? I know
0: it. I know it. It is. uh, Yeah, that was absolutely heartbreaking to see. And to see that all he's done uh, and keeping silent uh, and not saying anything to anybody about it, uh, that that just I mean, that takes an incredible amount of strength. And and, you know, again, rest in peace. Uh, and, 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 you know, nothing but love to his family as well, because that, that had to have been absolutely heartbreaking.
1: Yep, yep. But on a lighter note, Ryan, uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to do anything else besides Avengers this weekend? No,
0: I'm probably going to be, uh, playing that as well. And basically all of that, I might get a little destiny in, uh, too, cause I'm still grinding out on that, but it's probably going to mainly, cause I want to get through the, uh, campaign. So we can hop on some multiplayer. I know we've talked a little bit about my, maybe either uh, doing a live stream or something uh, with the vendors, uh, co op live. So uh, stay tuned for that. We'll try to uh, get something going for that but we'll, we'll see how it goes I mean other than that though we hope you guys have a great rest of your week again thank you guys so much for taking the time uh, to listen we see the reviews uh, we appreciate that you guys are enjoying the content keep giving us feedback keep uh, hitting us up we do see that stuff and we will see you guys real soon oh don't forget we love your faces <laughs>
1: Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is back in action, and there's no better place to start wagering than bet online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24 7. And with the return of sports, BetOnline sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champ Robert Ory. See what they had to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit BetOnline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts.